Psalm 119 in verse 97. Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way, that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. And so on the second to last page... We're starting there, and that's the last item, number eight, which is getting understanding. Those are the blanks, getting understanding. And that's from verse 104. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. So turning the page, uh, last page. Uh. <laughs> Ooh, so come on. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate the help. <laughs> So um, thy precepts is, is the letter A here that uh, in my notes it says thy precepts is what we're referring to. God's wisdom and communication to us profits us more than all the world's teachers and collected knowledge and philosophies. You could gather together all the information and knowledge and experience that the world has all together in one big huge pot and it would nowhere, come nowhere, clo- nowhere near the grace that we have through God's uh, our relationship with God and his teaching us and his wisdom that he imparts to us. And so I have this note as well, that it's wisdom from the eternal father directly taught to, to us in our hearts by the Holy spirit. That's what makes it unique. It's not just the accumulated knowledge of man, even, even man worshiping Jehovah God. It's not that it's the God himself of the universe, your creator, sustainer of the universe, the creator of wisdom, the source of all wisdom. It's his wisdom taught from, from the eternal father directly to us in our hearts. That's what's different from just learning information or knowledge or wisdom or philosophies from any other source. Again, it could be the accumulated knowledge of thousands of years, and it cannot even hold a candle to God's wisdom taught directly to us in our hearts. <laughs> Praise God for that. It's something that, that, that there is, is unattainable any other way than having a relationship with God, the Holy Spirit living within, and directly teaching every one of us. Now, you can have pastors and teachers and all kinds of ways, but the Holy Spirit still is the one that takes the wisdom and brings it directly into your heart. And then from there into the mind and into the will and into action. So we are followers of God as dear children. The Holy Spirit is the one who helps us grow from babes in Christ to spiritual toddlers. <laughs> I don't know. There's no, I don't know how else to say this. To, to spiritual tweens or whatever and spiritual adolescents and spiritual adults and spiritual soldiers. The Holy Spirit is the one that imparts this knowledge, this wisdom directly from him to our hearts. So it's also, you know, gifting men and women to be able to teach. But again, all the teaching in the world will not impart it to your heart. God must put it directly in the heart and then transform our wills. <laughs> and so um, it's, it's God's wisdom from him directly taught to us in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And so then letter, the next one down, letter I, Proverbs 4, 7, wisdom, this is, I believe this is what Solomon said his father told him, is wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. And understanding is a very important word in this, uh, in this verse, Psalm 109, 119, verse 104. 
through thy precepts I get understanding. And so again, you know, being a Christian and learning the truths of God is not just academic knowledge. <laughs> There's a point at which, and this is my note that I have here, the understanding is the light bulb coming on. It's like being in a dark room and someone turning a light on. Now you can see. Now you can navigate. Now you can make your way from one end to the other. And not just that, you, you see and you understand what's in the room. Listen, before Christ comes in, before the Holy Spirit illuminates our minds and our hearts, we're all in a dark room. <laughs> Everybody who's ever been born, the greatest of philosophers, except they have Christ within and the Holy Spirit as a teacher, they're in a dark room. And, and all they have to share is what other people in a dark room have told them. Only God can illuminate the heart <laughs> and illuminate the mind and illuminate the life. And we submit ourselves to his teaching us and guiding us and directing us and giving us wisdom. And the thing is, is the soul that does that profits from God's teaching. Again, it's not just collected information. It's not just Bible teachers and preachers giving information and, as, and, and we receiving it or reading the Bible and understanding the words on the page. It's not just that. That's what the people on the outside believe. This is God directly speaking to our hearts and our minds the wisdom of the eternal God. It's not accessible any other way than him giving it to us and imparting the, the, the grace to receive it and having understanding. And again, I, I think for me, the best way I understand it is understanding is the light bulb coming on and seeing God's path and the lies that we find in the world for what they are. And I think a lot of us, as we've grown in the Lord, begin to understand better and better. But again, it's God turning the light on and giving us that realization. <laughs> and again, even, even as a babe, you can start understanding that God is the one who has all the information. He's holding all the cards. God has all the resources. He has all the wisdom. And it's his. And the thing is, is the Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, what? Ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. <laughs> the thing is, is God is not hoarding this to himself. He wants to give it out. <laughs> he wants to impart his grace and wisdom and understanding. He wants to give it. The problem is us, that we don't want it. That's the problem. And anybody, any child of God, you can, you can be a child of God who's grown and you can get to a point where you're not looking for it anymore. And guess what? If you're not looking for it from God, you're not going to get it. Again, you can go to church. You can read your Bible. You can do what you can cross your T's, dot your I's and check the list. And if you're not sitting at Jesus's feet, then you will not be getting more wisdom from God. But like James says, let him that lack, lack of wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. God wants to keep giving us wisdom and understanding. The problem is us. And so if we recognize, okay, for me to grow as the person that God wants me to be, I just need to go to him. And I just need to ask him for grace and wisdom and all that he wants me to have. And if you do that, honestly, you and God, sincerely, you go to God and say, Lord, I want you to teach me and help me 
to be the man that you want me to be. Young people, you're joining us at a great day. (laughs) From your age, it's wonderful. It's a perfect life for you to, from a young age, seek God's face. The Bible's filled with that phrase, seek God's face. Seek his face. Seek to learn directly from him. And he will teach you. All the days of your life, he'll teach you every single day. And he might use teachers and he might use preachers. He might use devotions. He will use your word, the word of God directly speaking to you every day. God will meet you where you are. Listen, that's the God that, that we have. That's the Savior that we have. He wants to be everything to us. The problem is, is we, when we don't want him to be everything to us. And so let me just say that note again. Understanding is the light bulb coming on and seeing God's path and the lies that we find in the world for what they are. And so I have a second note uh, to, out to the right of that. Um, and so that's partly uh, how you can tell that the light is on is when you begin hating every false way. That's what this psalm, again, this, this verse again says, through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. So again, the light bulb coming on and helping you understand there's God's way and there's every other way. God's way is the right is the way in which you find grace. You find help. The Bible says he is a very present help in time of trouble. You begin to, by experience, learn and understand that God has everything that we need at all times. That no matter whether your need be great or small, whether you're just a little down and need God's encouragement, listen, God is up to the task. And he wants to be everything to us. And so, uh, again, my my second note to that is uh, that's partly how you can tell that the light is on by hating false ways. As you grow in the Lord, you will love him and you will hate every other way, every false way. So we're going to talk more about that. So letter B here in the notes is, um, therefore, I hate every false way, what we were just talking about. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 17. Give you guys a minute. See, I, I heard recently that because I have an iPad and I get to turn very quickly, <laughs> that's not giving you guys enough time, so I'll, uh, I'll drink more coffee. <laughs> it's a win-win. <laughs> so this is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. And so Paul says here, this, this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given, given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. And so if you, I don't know if you notice or not, but in those first, first half of these verses, there's a lot of similarity to what we were just talking about. He says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. And I have these highlighted in my, my so vanity, the vanity of their mind, emptiness, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. 
And so you see all these things indicating they have no idea what they're doing or where they're going. This is how other Gentiles walk, people who do not know Christ. And so it's a, it's a shame and a tragedy beyond words or beyond description if a child of God walks like other Gentiles walk. In the vanity of their mind, having their understanding darkened in ignorance and blindness. How tragic would it be if someone who has the capacity to see and understand walked like he didn't? Listen, God does not want us to be hamstrung and to be walking blindly through the world like the world is without Christ. And yet, do we know that Christians will walk in ways and and partake of things that they should not of that will ruin their lives? Are Christians alcoholics? There are. God help us. There are. Are Christians drug addicts? By Lord help us. They are. Are Christians involved in immorality across the board? Lord help us. They are. And so, you know, folks, listen, let me just read this again. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened being alienated from the life of God through the ignorances in them because of the blindness of their heart. And I just have this, I have all these others highlighted in one way, and then I have the life of God, the life of God that is accessible for every child of God to live and walk in God's life, to live and walk in the newness of life and not in the, in, in the deadness and the emptiness and the, and the vileness of the old life but being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. No child of God has to walk in darkness. No child of God has to be beleaguered by the same things that the world is. We have access to all of the grace and all the mercy and all the wisdom and all of the ways in which we need God. We can access him. We can call to him. The Bible says, call unto me and... (laughs) I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Listen, God is better than a flashlight in a dark room. He transforms the room. This life is not meant to be the drudgery that the rest of the world lives in. America is is beleaguered by all kinds of foul things. The child of God doesn't have to walk according to the rules of the world. We are given grace and we're given freedom. And we're, I love how Paul says, you know, if you, if you come to Christ and you're a bondservant, think nothing of it. Be Christ's free man. <laughs> if you're free, then you are Christ's servant. <laughs> this is the way in which we are to lead our lives. In the grace that God gives us. And our way of doing that, at least in part, is to put off the old man and his ways. And to put on the new man. And to walk in his blessings day after day and not be... Be, be strung out the way the world is strung out. To not have to have a drink every couple of hours or you just don't want to be able to, 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 uh, to function. That's, that's what they call, I guess, drunks that, that make it through the day. 
by just just getting a drink here or there. They're functioning drunks. <laughs> Listen, we don't have to be like that. We can have the freedom and the grace and the strength of God for every minute of the day. And for that matter, we don't have to be depressed. We don't have to carry the burdens of, of the things that are happening around us. We put them in Jesus' hands. We trust him. We don't have to fret about how things are going to play out. I, I'm, I'm trying not to be hypocritical because I worry. I worry about stuff. I worry about all kinds of things. But God is up to the task at all times. He's never had a need brought before him that he couldn't handle. I, I was just thinking earlier about how I prayed for my dad for all so many years. And I just never saw, you know, I, I didn't immediately for many years. I didn't see any direct answers to those prayers. I didn't see my dad softening right in front of me. <laughs> But the day after he died, God gave me an enormous comfort, enormous uh, just blessings that, that God had worked in his life. And I had lots of comfort from that. But listen, <laughs> we don't have to fret. We don't have to wring our hands. Never. Never does a child of God have to be like that. Because God is full of grace, full of love and kindness, and always ministering to our needs. We have a whole Bible here to show us how faithful God is. Now, you could say, well, now, that was, that was those people in the Old Testament. That was those, those people in the New Testament. That's not here now. Folks, the Bible says these things are written for our admonition and learning so that we may learn God's character, so that you and I will trust in him just like David, just like Abraham, just like Moses, just like James and John and Paul and Peter. We are meant to take everything that God taught them and take it and plug it in into my life, into my understanding. I'm never to look at my circumstances under the, what am I going to do? Never are we to do that. We are to take the things that we have learned in this Word of God and apply them directly to our understanding. That's how the light gets turned on. God was faithful this time to this this. This wonderful man of God. God was faithful this time to this lady. God was faithful every single time. And never did he drop the ball. He's always batted a thousand. God is faithful 100% of the time. And you and I need to praise him that way out loud too. To encourage each other. That's our jobs. <laughs> to be faithful to God and to encourage each other in the things of God. Amen. So God is faithful. And so, um, so I have this note out to the side of uh, Ephesians 4, 17 and through 24. There are many lies and deceitful lusts that lead man away from the true blessings of God. And so our place every single day is to ask God to give us a voice <laughs> to continually praise the Lord, lift up his name and show others that we can. I don't have to lead life in a in a in a haphazard, crazy way. I can keep walking with God. And God is faithful. And so let me repeat that again. There are many lies and deceitful lusts that lead man away from the true blessings of God. And so uh, then letter I here, there's a strong contrast between God's wisdoms, God's wisdom and the lies and deception that we encounter in the world. As we grow in our understanding, we will by course also grow to hate every false way. That is the natural. Uh, <laughs> what? progression thank you <laughs> i don't like the word evolution <laughs> it's a natural progression you will grow if you grow in your love for god and you grow in your peace and you grow in your understanding you will also grow in this way of hating every false way 
Just like the psalmist said. Let me read that again. That uh, through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. When the light bulb gets turned on and you see God's grace, you see how he saves us, and, um, and you, you recognize these things, you also begin to understand every other way is a lie. It's not just a competing set of beliefs. It's a lie. That's, that is our scenario. And I, I, I regret so many times when Christians speak in less than direct terms. <laughs> it isn't, oh, well, this is just what I believe. It's the truth. And any other way is leading in the wrong direction. The Bible says, the Lord Jesus said, there's one narrow way. And there's a broad path that leads to destruction. And many there be that go in thereat. And so we don't need to be mincing words. We need to say, listen, it's your right to believe what you want. But let me just tell you, I have found the Savior. And I am going to heaven by his grace and mercy. And his way is the only way. And people can say, man, that's. That's very narrow. <laughs> how how um, narrow-minded of you. Yes, I am narrow-minded. I'm narrow-minded by the narrow way. <laughs> and I'm not going to give place to there might be another way. There's not another way. There's God who created the heavens and the earth. And there is man that fell into sin. From Adam and Eve all the way down to me and you. And the only way for us to escape the punishment of sin It's by receiving Jesus Christ who paid the penalty. He died on the cross and the sins of me and all of us and all the human race from the first man to the last man, all of them laid on his person and he was punished instead of us. And three days later, he rose again and he rose in victory. Death was conquered. And so we (laughs) we can only walk in terms of that is the truth. Everything else is a lie. And so I realize that that is very uh, unpluralistic. <laughs> it's very, uh, uh, it's very un, un, um, uh, politically correct. <laughs> and yet it's the truth. And so we don't need to apologize for it either. And I think that many of us as Christians, I, I hate when I see Christians on talk shows saying, well, I just believe, you know, it's not, what I, it's not really about us at all. God says this in his word. And I believe it. And it's up to you whether you want to believe it or not. I, I hate it when I see Christians backpedaling on what they think of as tough issues. None of them are tough. <laughs> There's a Christian singer I know that, that one time she was confronted about whether or not homosexuality was a sin. And she goes, I don't know. Uh, if you find out, you tell me because I don't know. Well, it's not hard. I mean, I don't know what these crazy versions of the Bible say, these weird you know, they've gotten so far from, from the truth that you can't hardly make out what they're saying. I don't know what they say, but my Bible's pretty clear. It's not hard to understand at all. Now, all the issues of today, they're not hard to understand. Transgender, you know, uh, homosexuality, adultery, fornication, drugs, alcohol, you name it, man. <laughs> it's pretty lined out in the Bible, and it's not hard to figure out. And so... Um, the next line here is, um, if, uh, so well, let me read that again. There's a strong contrast between God's wisdom and the lies and deception that we encounter in the world. As we grow in our understanding, we will by course also grow to hate every false way. And so I have this note. If you don't, then there's something fundamentally unhealthy in your perception and your understanding. If you don't hate every false way, 
then there's something fundamentally unhealthy in your perception or your understanding. And I know that. <laughs> and I, I, sometimes I hear things the way they would play out out there. <laughs> and it sounds kind of bad. <laughs> but the truth is, is if you don't see things in black and white the way God spells it out in black and white, then there's some, something fundamentally wrong in our understanding. And again, life is so much more simple when you just, you don't put it on your shoulders, you put it on God's shoulders. And he does not have trouble bearing the load. The Lord Jesus, as he walked uh, the planet, and he had Pharisees, chief priests, the smartest guys on the planet practically, all of them trying to trap him in his words. And he was never trapped. <laughs> I remember one of them, after, after they asked him all these different things, trying to trap him every time, the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the Bible says that finally he asked them questions. Uh, it was about uh, uh, David, uh, how he said, uh, uh, the Lord said unto my Lord, you know, um, <laughs> sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies my footstool. So if David, uh, uh, what's that? Yeah, so, so Messiah, he's David's son. If, if he's David's son, then why does he call him Lord? The Bible says from that point forth, they ask him no questions. And so the thing is, is God never has problems addressing things. It, uh, many Christians in our world today, the problem is they don't know the Bible. They don't know what the Word of God says. And or for that matter, I think some of them don't want to know. <laughs> They don't want to be pigeonholed in a narrow point of view. <laughs> they want to hang out with their friends. I'm sorry, I'm being unkind. <laughs> it's better to live close to God. <laughs> it's better to live with the Lord and walk with him. And listen, I, we all have to have God correct our, our perceptions and correct our understanding because we often get off, off on the wrong foot for, for one reason or another. But the truth is, is God is always right. Always and there's never even, it's never even close. <laughs> God is holy and pure, and he is what, wisdom beyond our understanding. Our place is just to trust him and to walk with him. And the Bible says in Ephesians 5, to, here it is right here, be therefore followers of God as dear children. So many of us want to appear smart, but it'd be better to appear as a child. God has all the answers. Solomon, the wisest man besides the Lord Jesus, whoever walked the earth, when God says, ask what you will, Solomon said, I'm as a little child, and I know not how to go out or come in. How can I lead the people of Israel? Give me wisdom. He was a grown man when he said that, to my understanding. The wisest person that we, can, that we know of, besides the Lord himself, said, I am as a little child. And folks, we would all be better off if we thought of ourselves as little children. And just simply, if people don't like something that we believe, take it up with God. It's not on me. I didn't write the word. I just believe it. And it's very simple. It's not complicated. We make it complicated. And so um, let me again read that. If you don't, ha uh, so <laughs> if you don't hate every false way, then the, then the note I have after that is, if you don't, there's something fundamentally unhealthy in your perception or your understanding. Number two, not least in the fact that uh, false ways and lies hide the truth, and I have this out to the side of that, or detract from the truth. So it's there in your notes, 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 7. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, we have uh, uh, as we have received mercy, we faint not. 
but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine into them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, has shined in your heart, in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. And I, I thank God for how he said, at verse 1 again, he said, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry. So our ministry is one of God giving us the message, and we give that message back out. And he said, uh, as you go on down, but by not, not deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, revealing the truth to those around us, committing ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Every one of us in this room that's saved, we have the most important knowledge on the planet. There is no other knowledge more precious, more valuable than the knowledge of salvation. That that, that, that that salvation, that forgiveness of sins, that being taken from a guarantee of hell to a guarantee of heaven, and how that happens is by receiving Jesus as Savior. And so if we keep that knowledge to ourselves, and you can give yourself whatever, whatever excuse that you want. I'm shy. I'm not called that way or something. Whatever you want. They might not believe me. They may think I'm an idiot. You can hide beneath anything you want. But if you hide the gospel, it is hid to them that are lost. And so if you have received forgiveness of sins and heaven as a home and Christ as a Savior, the Holy Spirit as a comforter, if you have received all of these things, how much did you pay for it? Nothing. How much are you diminished if you give it out? None. So the thing is, is if we, for any reason, hide the truth that the world needs, what, what case would you make if from eternity you're on the one side and the salvation people are on the other and you could talk about the situation down on earth and you could say, if you were one of the people that had not received Christ, what would your argument be for why they should speak up? Salvation, eternity, in hell is on the line. What would they say from their perspective? Don't let anything stop you. You must tell me the truth. Listen, folks, that is exactly what their cry would be. You must give me the truth. Everything is on the line. Listen, this life is just a vapor for us to live for our own comfort or what they might think of the here and now. Folks, we do not want to think of ourselves as having withheld the thing that was most precious to everybody else. You and I know this gift of salvation was given to us freely. <laughs> How did we find out about it? Somebody told us. May God help us to pass it on. To pass it on to people who need it. And if we keep it to ourselves... Folks, the tragedy of that can't be spoken in words. Again, if I give out the gift of the truth to somebody else, my own treasures are not lessened. Truth is, is they're increased. 
Our place is to believe the truth, and that's the truth that everybody needs forgiveness. Everybody needs to be saved. And that salvation is free. Jesus died on the cross and rose again for every single soul. And therefore, nobody, nobody is exempt. We were at the Aldi's yesterday, and I tried to give a, a gospel tract to a young man, and he gave me a dirty look. <laughs> and he, uh, <laughs> he said, you keep that to yourself. You know, I felt a little low <laughs> when he said that, but it doesn't matter. You know, the thing is, is, is okay, so he rejected that track. I can go on from that meeting, and I can keep praying for him. I can keep praying that God will touch his heart, tender his heart, make him receptive to the gospel, receptive to the truth. Can God do that? Can he take a hard heart and break it down? He's done it many times. So our place is to not give up. (laughs) There are so many people, so many people that will give you some foolish, you know, rejection. I don't need that. You keep that. I don't want that. You you do your own thing. I'm going to do mine. But the truth is they need they need Christ. And I, 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 you know, I have an imagination that is not not healthy sometimes. (laughs) But sometimes I think, well, what could happen if they could talk to me? In, in eternity. Would they, would they be glad that I was kept comfortable if I didn't share the gospel with them? Of course not. And folks, we need, we need to get a perspective that is outside of the here and now. And we need to understand that Christ wants to save souls. And our place is to share that truth with them. So letter A, God brings light, understanding, and knowledge to, our, to the world. Our place is to proclaim it. And so this is our ministry in Matthew 5, 16. Very fond of this verse, Matthew 5, uh, 16. Lord Jesus says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And of course, everybody knows it's not talking about let them see what a good person you are. It's about seeing Christ in you. And so our place is to let Christ shine. Let, let our light so shine before men that they may see your good works and, you, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And then Numbers 14, 21. This is, this is the Lord speaking. This is amidst judgment. There's a lot of verses in the Bible that there's a lot of kind of sobering things happening. But there's these, these little, I call them nuggets. Little nuggets of gold. <laughs> this is when, it's one of those judgment before and after. So God says in Numbers 14, 21. But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. You know, the thing is, is, that is going to happen someday. Everybody will know who God is, who Jesus is, what he has done. Right now, it's darkness. There's a lot of people that are hiding from the truth. They don't want it. Our place is to stand and testify. Jesus saves. Listen, folks, if enough people did that, it would start ringing in their minds. It would start echoing. <laughs> we, need to be, we need to be proclaiming the truth. And so I have, I have the one last thing, and uh, that's uh, hate, every false way. You notice that he says, um, through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. And so when you see words like hate, <laughs> there's a reason why that kind of emotion is talked about here, every false way. And so I have this verse, Psalm 97, verse 10, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He, that pre- he preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. You know, there's so many things at, at work in our world today. Many of them, 
You know, Melissa tries not to tell me things sometimes because she doesn't want me to be discouraged because our world can be very discouraging. America has, it just feels like it's on a slicked road going, going down very quickly. And yet, here's what the Bible says. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. It is profitable for us to hate evil. And again, when you're in a world where everybody's tempting you constantly just to go with the flow, well, here's what God says. Hate evil. <laughs> hate it. <laughs> I, th- I think that's the world's evil, but it's mine and your evil too. Hate sin. Hate wickedness. Hate disobedience. Hate it all. And desire that we might walk with God and be well-pleasing to him. So um, that's all I have. Anybody have any thoughts or questions before we close up? Yes, Maxine. Letter I. Oh, uh, okay. So that's letter I. Underneath that, if you don't, uh, okay. So if you don't hate every false way, that so that's if you don't. There's something fundamentally unhealthy in your perception uh, or your understanding. Okay. Anything else? All right. Let's close in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for your your goodness and your truth. And we pray that you please uh, help us, Lord, to cling closely to you, to walk with you daily, and to be your children. And I pray for your blessing on us tonight as we go home. Please keep us safe. We pray that you bless uh, uh, everyone traveling uh, down to the men's retreat uh, tomorrow. I pray that you please keep them safe. I pray that you please uh, be with all the needs that were mentioned tonight. We pray that you please bless every family here. And we thank you for your goodness and mercy. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Oh, please also bless uh, Patrick Palso in particular, Lord. And uh, we pray that you see him through this time. And bless Eric and Noemi as well. And we thank you for your faithfulness in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.